Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Thursday night football with a ton of prize pools right now. I'm looking at this on DraftKings, the Tampa Bay Bucks, $400,000 first. So we had the millionaire maker that was supposed to be on Monday night football. Then you get the two game slate and they're still rolling out these huge prize pools. And I assume when the NBA starts to close up and that's going to be very soon as they're about to play uh, game five is coming up now in that series. Yeah, you're going to get even bigger prize pools that are going to be consistent with this as golf and the NFL are really going to be the only things going on as the MLB post season also closes up. So $400,000 first on DraftKings. Super Draft also has some big contests. And there's a lot of injuries that we have to watch for. I'm recording this on mo- on Tuesday morning. So just be aware that on Thursday night, we will be doing a live stream. So any news that comes out on the injury status on Wednesday practice reports, and then those final reports on Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening, we'll cover it Thursday live around 5.30 p.m. East Coast time for an hour. We'll get the final questions in. I'll go over my exposures for 150 max, 20 max lineups, all that type of stuff. So welcome if you're here. If you have a second of your time, please do hit the like button for me real quickly. It takes two seconds. And the bottom right hand corner if you're watching on youtube the subscribe button will help this channel out a ton as we are going to probably by the end of the week hit 30,000 subscribers which are pretty cool numbers so appreciate it. if you could help me out there thanks so much in advance if you're listening on the podcast follow subscribe rate and review for a chance to win 50 dollars. only sometimes like five people do it in a week so you got like a 20 percent chance of winning 50 bucks with no stake in it pretty good odds in my opinion so you can do that down below on the apple odd podcast or you can do it on stitcher if you're on an android device so we have an interesting slate here. We're going to get into it. Superdraft, I will be referencing as well. So Superdraft, multiplier format, they're going to be sponsoring this video. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, will get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 on Superdraft. We'll reference that throughout this show and the Thursday show, which is just a different style of playing, not salary cap, just a multiplier format. So the player has a 1.5x multiplier, they get 1.5 times their points, right? So the higher the multiplier, the better if you think they're going to score a decent amount or a lot of fantasy points, because then they're going to be a value for you on Superdraft. So you can check that out linked down below as well. So there's a lot to unpack here from an injury perspective perspective as of Tuesday. Now, Monday, they just kind of do walkthroughs. Most of the teams for that play on Thursday will also practice on Tuesday, but sometimes they'll also do a walkthrough on Tuesdays as well. So it's not really a full on practice. It's just a walkthrough, but they still are listed as did not practice or did not participate. And it seems like right now, every single Bucks wide receiver did not participate. Mike Evans sprained his ankle. They're saying in that last game, they're saying that there's a chance that he might not play Thursday. We have to see what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Later today on Tuesday, Chris Godwin, they're saying that it's probably unlikely that he plays with his hamstring injury and they just let him have, instead of pushing him on a short week, let him have the little mini buy of 10 days. Scotty Miller did not practice. Justin Watson did not practice on Monday, but it seems like they're both fine. They're just kind of taking that day off from the walkthrough. So these are all things that we have to watch and we're going to get more news on Tuesday and Thursday. I assume right now that Chris Godwin, I'm going to be going through this and we'll talk through basically if everybody was to play, but obviously it seems like right now, Chris Godwin is unlikely to play. Leonard Fournette, uh, Bruce Arian said there's a chance. So it seems unlikely or at least leaning towards unlikely to play. And then also they're banged up everywhere. LaShawn McCoy is week to week. So he's more doubtful this week. So a lot of injuries right now to monitor. I do think over the next couple of days it'll be more clarified and we'll get more news on questionable status and doubtful status of these players on the bear side of the ball i mean Tariq cohen's on the ir right they ended up taking artavius pierce as a running back and putting him on their active roster although he did not play in that last game but i think a lot of that was because he was on a short week didn't know too much of the playbook i think you might start to see more a little bit of involvement from artavius pierce as kind of the weeks go on here because they don't really have a change of pace back david montgomery is not that guy Cordell patterson i hate it i know some people want to see him be that guy he's not that guy ryan Noll one snap the last week not that guy so i don't really have anybody in that back backfield to take on that role. Maybe it's undrafted free agent Artavius Pierce, who does fit that role a little bit better than pretty much anything they have on their roster. So let's get into it. We'll go kind of by salary here, starting with Tom Brady, the most expensive player on DraftKings, 11200 What I'll do here is I'll break it down, give you some analysis on it. I also have projections and rankings for this slate and all the showdowns and all the main slates and everything linked down below on my Patreon. You can check it out, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. And we'll just go through. I'll add my interest. They're not on the screen right now, but I have them on my other screen. As we talk about a player, I'll let you know if I like them. If I'm going to have some exposure, but probably not a lot. This is 
early on take. And then Thursday on the live stream, we'll get it all locked into place and you'll know exactly where I'm going with high ownership on certain players, some ownership and just fading some guys outright. And then if I put a no, it means I don't have interest early on. So starting with Tom Brady, look, this is going to be a good matchup on both sides of the ball from defensive standpoint. So the team total was kind of surprising to me, a 25 implied team total. Now I know this offense is good if it is healthy, that isn't as long as Tom Brady's behind uh, the center there, it's going to probably be a good situation. But Tom Brady right now at 11,200, it's a tough matchup. The Bears ranked fourth overall right now in defense, number three in pressure and number five in coverage. So tough matchup here, especially if you're not going to have Chris Goblin and maybe no Mike Evans. We'll see what happens later in the week. A 25 implied team total though gives me some confidence here as they're going to be coming into this one as right now five and a half point favorites over the Bears who have a 19 and a half implied team total. Last week in week four, Tom Brady looked fantastic. I mean, vintage Tom Brady, eight yards per attempt on the nose, five touchdowns. He had 369 yards so far in the season. He's been playing pretty much average to above average. 7.2 yards per attempt is like an average metric, uh, a little bit above it, maybe. 280 yards per game is above average. 13 deep attempts is fine to see. So yeah, Tom Brady, 11,200. I'm going to have interest. If we can find any type of value, I want to get him in my lineups. You know, you're usually going to be prioritizing quarterbacks, at least one of them in my lineups. And Tom Brady would be the one on this slate that I want to prioritize, even if he is a couple thousand dollars or really only a thousand dollars more expensive than who is likely to be Nick Foles as of right now, continuing to start for the Bears, even though he looked pretty dreadful in that last game against the Colts, which was a tough matchup. So I don't know how much I really feel about getting Tom Brady in the captain spot. If he goes out and has a game like he did last time, 350 plus yards, five touchdowns, he might be the captain, but he doesn't have a lot of mobility. So he has to do that for you. And I'll just bet against him not doing that against a defense like Chicago. But I do have interest for the flex right now. So Tom Brady is going to be a yes for us, the most expensive play on the slate, but it's okay. I do think that there are some values. And also I think you can just jam in some of these top end guys like you should be trying to do. And I'm going to be trying to do that a lot with the next guy out of Penn State, Allen Robinson, $10,600. Look, I can probably be the quarterback of this team I have written here. And Allen Robinson will still post hundred yards and a touchdown. Last week, he bailed out Nick Foles. Nick Foles looked terrible. Nick Foles threw for less than six yards per attempt. And it probably would have been in the low fives or in the fours if it wasn't for Allen Robinson going up and in garbage time, pretty much accumulating like 50 plus yards and a touchdown. Nick Foles was really bad. Allen Robinson saved him like he has saved pretty much all of his quarterbacks so far. Allen Robinson on the season, by far the most productive Bears wide receiver. One of the most productive receivers in the league. 25 catches, 331 yards and two touchdowns on a team leading 42 targets. Nobody's even close to that. Jimmy Graham's like second on the team in targets with 22. So he has 20 more targets, right around five more per game than pretty much anybody else on this team, which is pretty crazy. 2.24 yards per route run is a nice efficiency metric. So he's not going to see a specific cornerback. Like if you're wondering, okay, who's he going to see on the Tampa Bay side of the ball? Is it going to be like Jamal Dean? Is it going to be uh, Carlton Davis? More times than not, you would think it's Carlton Davis who plays about 75% of the time on the left side of the field. But Allen Robinson is somebody who moves all over the field. He's pretty much playing like a third of his snaps everywhere, the left, the right, the slot. And that's something that the Bears and really all of the coaches that have ever coached Allen Robinson have been very good at realizing that he's a weapon and a mismatch in the slot. So you're going to see him all over the field. It's not one specific spot that he's going to go to. So he's going to be a yes for me because look, he projects out fantastic. I project him out for close to double digit targets. And honestly, although Nick Foles did not look good last week, he was able to at least get him the ball last week as well. So it is a tough matchup, but I think he'll move all over the field. He's in the slot a lot as well. So it's going to be fine for him. Next up is Nick Foles. And right now I'll put an X by Nick Foles because I'm really honestly not that interested if he's going to be $10,000. Now, once I do my projections, he'll project out as like one of the top three or four, maybe five highest projected players. So he's going to get into my lineups, but then I manually will have to make that decision and tune in on Thursday live stream, hit the notification bell and the subscribe button to be notified of when we go live. But then I'll manually have to say, you know what? I don't want this guy in here. I want less, or I'm going to lower his projection to get less, or I'm just going to fully fade him. Because right now, Tampa Bay has a very good defense. They rank sixth overall. Not only are they top five in pressure, not only are they continuing to be very good against the run, they're number six in coverage so far this year, which is pretty crazy through four weeks, according to Pro Football Focus. And in my opinion, just full stinks, right? He came into that game and he did not play well when he led them to a three touchdown comeback against Atlanta. That's more so Atlanta just blowing the leads. And honestly, Nick Foles did not look good in that game. Bad completion percentage was very inaccurate, had three interceptable passes and a bad yards per attempt. And he did a lot of that in week four against a good Colts defense. I give him some credit, like the Colts defense is very good, but he had less than six yards per attempt, 62% completion percentage, and just a 76 
overall quarterback rating. Look, the thing that you can hang your hat on is that he will have time, ninth ranked pass protection unit against this good pass rush. And he does have an alpha right now in Allen Robinson. And in the middle of the field, Jimmy Graham has at least, least looked decent. But outside of that, like $10,000, if you told me Foles was 9,000, 9,200, I'd be a little bit more interested. But for basically like $1,000 more, I can go up to Brady, who has, in my opinion, more weapons, who in my opinion will have more time to throw and is just overall a better quarterback. So I don't really have that much interest in Nick Foles right now. I'm not gonna make him full out no, because they'll project out decently. And we'll see where we get to on Thursday, but for right now, I'm not going to have as much interest. Next up is Mike Evans, a fair price point in $9,400, especially if Chris Goblin is out. Again, he did sprain his, sprain his ankle. They're saying he did not practice or at least do the walkthrough on Monday. So keep a close eye on this. So if he doesn't go, well, then yeah, more usage for Scotty Miller, likely more usage for the rookie and Tyler Johnson. Justin Watson will get on the field more, even though he already is with Chris Goblin out. So keep a close eye on these injury news. But so far, Mike Evans this year, 35% of the snaps. He'll likely see some Kyle Fuller, which is going to be a fine matchup. And he has a 40 pound advantage on him or really whoever. Jalen Johnson, if they want to go with the rookie, he'll have a 35 pound advantage on him we know mike evans is a big receiver but it's going to be a huge mismatch size wise against these guys if you don't count week one when he was banged up and he had to face marshawn Lattimore, and he said he was at like 60 percent health if you count the past three weeks he's been an absolute monster 22 targets on 109 routes both lead the team 16 catches 228 yards and four touchdowns in the past three weeks i mean he's just been clicking with tom brady that includes a week three performance where he had two catches on two targets for two touchdowns just two one yard touchdowns pretty crazy so right now he leads all these receivers by a wide margin again if goblin is out it's only going to help his target share on the outside especially in the red zone so $9,400 Mike Evans, I'm going to have interest in right now. He's going to be a yes for me. But again, track his status because he did. They're saying he sprained his ankle. It's not a high ankle sprain. So the fact that if it wasn't a short week, they said he would be good. But since it is a short week, he might be limited in practices. He might not practice. You just have to keep a close eye on it. I think he'll go right now. Chris Goblin, I would like to play him if he's active, but he has a hamstring injury that they said that if he was going to be playing next Sunday, it would be a close call. So him playing this Thursday, you're going to have to assume that he's going to have to log a practice by Wednesday. Otherwise, he's not going to be playing. I right now, if I had a guess, would say he's not going to play on this short week especially when they're five and a half point favorites. But as of my recording of this, I'll have interest. Of course, again, if he's out, well then yes, fire right back up Justin Watson, who's been taking over in the slot. So right now you just have to keep a close eye on it. Early on, it seems like he's probably going to miss the short week in week five, but just keep a close eye on it because he's a fair price point of 8,400. If we get the news that, oh, he's practicing Tuesday or he's limited and Wednesday at a full practice, he made a miraculous recovery, right? And he's only $8,400. That's a really nice price point. But for right now, we're probably going to lean that he's going to miss this game. Even Montgomery, I'm very close to putting a no on it. I'll see what my projection looks like. Again, you can get them on Patreon link down below later in the week on this. He's $7,800. That's an expensive price tag for a running back that has a brutal matchup. I mean, he's facing a top tier run defense that is currently top eight in the NFL, was top three, number one in DVOA last year in the NFL, and they didn't really lose that many pieces. It's a negative game script as a five and a half point underdog, and he's not known to be a pass catching running back. All this is screaming out kind of just caution. And then you look at the price tag of 7800 and I'm like, okay, I can get the team's favorite running backs, right? The team that is going to be favored in this game, whether it's Leonard Fournette, if he is active or Ronald Jones for a cheaper price tag and better situations. When I know that those guys are pass catchers, it doesn't make much sense if you're playing one lineup to go to David Montgomery. If you're playing a lot of lineups, you probably get some exposure because he's going to have those goal line opportunities, those red zone opportunities. And he's always like Todd Gurley in the Monday night game. Even if he doesn't have a fantastic game overall, like Gurley had one catch, Gurley didn't really do good on the yards per carry standpoint, but he got a couple of goal line touchdowns. That's why that guy will usually be in play for playing like 150 lineups. But if you're playing one lineup, I would caution to probably not play David Montgomery and pay up for him in this spot. He's going to be very touchdown dependent. And at $7,800, it's not like one touchdown and 10 points is going to get it done for you. You probably need two touchdowns from him if indeed you're just trying to get it in on the touchdowns alone, because I don't think he's going to have much of a passing game role. So he's going to be a maybe because I personally play a lot of lineups. But if you're only playing like one to three lineups, I'd probably steer clear of David Montgomery. Except for me is going to be Ronald Jones. And right now, Ronald Jones, I do like at 7,400. Keep an eye on Fournette. Early on, it seems like Fournette's going to lean more towards doubtful. Wednesday's going to be a big day for him. But Bruce Arian said there's a chance he plays. Well, that's obviously not that encouraging. So 
Ronald Jones in this past week had a very good game. He handled 20 of the 24 running back attempts. That's 83% of the attempts on the ground when Leonard Fournette was not in there in a positive game script, which early on it wasn't, right? But the Bucks were trailing in that game for a big portion of that game to the Chargers. And even in a tough matchup, even when they're trailing a lot, he still ended up seeing 20 touches on the ground alone. He had 111 yards on the ground, but when you factor in his passing game role, it didn't look good. But from a PPR standpoint, yeah, you like it. He had six catches on eight targets. I think he dropped the pass as well. Six catches only results in 17 yards, but it was nice to see him actually getting those checkdowns from Tom Brady. And that's when you get the negative game script when they're trailing. So you might not get as much usage there this week, but if you get three or four targets, three or four receptions, that's good to see. $7,400 as a favorite here is nice. They have a top five run blocking unit against the number five overall run stop in the Bears. So it's a tough matchup. It's 7,400. I'm not enamored. He's not going to be a yes right now, but I do prefer him right now to David Montgomery. Let's make David Montgomery a no just to kind of distinguish the fact that I would rather play Ronald Jones over David Montgomery for the people that are just going to be tuning into this on the YouTube and you can see all the stuff that's on the screen right now. Next up is Scotty Miller. And Scotty Miller has kind of established himself at $7,000 for Tampa Bay as the established number three receiver when the other wide receivers are healthy, right? So if Evans is healthy, if Goblin is healthy, Scotty Miller will be that healthy receiver on the opposite outside with Goblin in the slot and Evans on the outside. That hasn't been the case right now, but Scotty Miller basically staying on the field no matter what. So basically what I'm saying is if Mike Evans and Goblin are healthy, that's going to hurt Justin Watson, not Scotty Miller. And that's why he's priced up here at $7,000. But he operates as the wide receiver too when Goblin is out. Now in week four, he ran 32 routes. He had five catches, 83 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Very good to see. And now so far in the season in 2020, half of these games without Goblin, Goblin's missed two games now. You've seen 15 catches, 250 yards and a touchdown on 20 targets. He's team leading and receiving as well. And he's number two only behind Evans right now in targets. I do think that he's a little bit expensive on this lady seeing the usage, but it depends on what happens with Goblin. If Goblin's in, I would much rather just pay $1,400 more, find it if you're playing one lineup and get to Goblin. If Goblin's out, well then Justin Watson is extremely cheap on this slate at 2,600. And I would rather go to Justin Watson there. I do think Scotty Miller's productive. I do think he has a lot of upside, but that's all baked into the price right now. He's in play for us, but he's not going to be a yes as of right now. Next up is Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham's been very productive so far, but he's 6,800. So a lot of these guys who I was hoping, like I was hoping Jimmy Graham would be like 5,500, $5,000 flat. He's almost $7,000. Like he's very involved this year, but he's expensive. 14 catches, 136 yards and three touchdowns on 22 targets. That's number two in the team. Pretty much all of that. His routes run his targets only behind Allen Robinson. But if you look at those numbers yet again, okay. So if you tell me that in this game, he's probably going to come out here and catch three or four passes and he's going to get like 40 yards. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's useless. Like right now, he's pretty much relying on having those three touchdowns for you to pay off this price tag. He's touchdown dependent. And I don't know if I like that. So again, this is very similar to the David Montgomery call. They will be playing from behind. So maybe he gets his seven targets, five catches, but if he's going to have five catches for 50 yards, you're not paying off probably a $6,800 price tag for which you're probably going to get production out of some of these cheaper guys in the 4K range, and maybe even the kickers or defense. You need a touchdown from Jimmy Graham. The positive note is that he is getting targeted a ton in the red zone. He leads all tight ends so far this year through four weeks in red zone targets. So again, if you're playing one or two or three lineups, I probably avoid Jimmy Graham in this price range because of the fact that he's going to be touchdown dependent. But if you're playing a lot of lineups, that touchdown can obviously happen. So you don't want to be underweight on it. So he'll be in play for us, but he's not going to be somebody that I'm greatly enamored with because of the price tag. Next up is a fair price tag on Anthony Miller, but there's another receiver we'll get to in the 4K range on the same team that just kind of threatens it and makes me not want to pay for this tag in one lineup. Look, he still controls the slot. 97% of his snaps are out of the slot and all 19 of his targets this year are out of the slot, 100% of them. So that's good to see. It's a very efficient spot for him to be. But he's probably overpriced compared to his teammate, Darnell Mooney, who over the last three weeks has been playing more snaps and running more routes than Anthony Miller. So technically, Anthony Miller over the last three weeks has kind of operated as a number three wide receiver on this team overall in usage. And not just usage over the last three weeks, but over the last three weeks, Mooney has seen more overall targets on the season. They're neck and neck at 19, but over the last three weeks, 
Mooney has the slight edge right now. So Anthony Miller on the year, he has 19 targets, only brought in nine catches, 133 yards, and two touchdowns. He has a lot of upside. Last week, just five targets with Nick Foles, three catches, 16 yards. A lot of upside if they're going to be trailing in games using more three wide receiver sets, which you would expect in this game based on the Vegas odds saying that they're five and a half point underdogs. So Miller's going to be in play for me, but he's not somebody again that I'm going to jump up and down about. He's not a yes as of right now. We go down Leonard Fournette again. Latest report is that he could play on Thursday. If he plays, expect like a 30 to 40% opportunity share, which basically means like he'll see eight to 12 touches in this type of a game flow, maybe like 10 to 14 touches. So it looks decent at $6,200 if you're going to get a guy to see maybe double digit touches, but it seems early on that he's probably not going to be playing. If he is indeed out, like he was out, he missed Monday's walkthrough. Ronald Jones looks even better. I feel a lot more comfortable paying $7,400 for Ronald Jones. If Fournette is in, I probably don't feel as comfortable paying for Ronald Jones. So right now he's going to be in play, but kind of just expect him not to play. But you have to at least lean early on that he's probably not going to play. Next up, Rob Gronkowski. Look, his routes runs have increased each of the last three weeks, 18, 26, and 31. Now OJ Howard is out likely on IR. I think they officially placed him on IR. This is the second straight week that Gronk has played 85 plus percent of the snaps. In week three, he had a very good week. In week four, not so much. One catch, 29 yards on three targets. So on the year now, he has nine catches, 88 yards on 14 targets on 96 routes run. So he's not having that much usage, but it's at least increasing over the past couple of weeks. Now, week four was likely skewed because they were trailing from behind in a lot. So he just had to run some more routes. So you're probably going to get more times than not. Gronk probably running in the mid 20s in, in routes run, at least it seems right now. If they're leading in games, more of a run blocker, maybe he only runs like 20 routes exactly. So at $5,800, I think he's a little bit overpriced here. I'm not going to get to too much of him. He'll be in play in my player pool, but I don't expect to get too much Rob Gronkowski. OJ Howard being out might help him, but it might also just help Cameron Brait as the backup tight end get some more snaps and routes run. The defenses are fine. They'll both be in play for me. Right now, Tampa Bay ranks sixth overall. They're basically top five right now in coverage. They're top five in run defense, 10th overall in tackling, and sixth in coverage. So they look pretty decent for me. Uh, pressure rate, they're number five overall. They're fine at $5,400 as a favorite in this game. Darnell Mooney is the guy that I want to look at. He's going to be a yes for me right now. $3,600 is too cheap, in my opinion. Now, the quarterback play is a concern. The overall offense is a concern here, but he's ran more routes the last three weeks than Anthony Miller. In week four, he had five catches, 52 yards, and nine targets from Nick Foles. That's very good to see on 34 routes. So far in the season, he has 13 catches on 19 targets, 11.2 yards per reception, and he's been in the slot on about 18% of the time, which is nice to see. So right now, Darnell Mooney is basically the discount Anthony Miller for how much usage he's getting, and was good to see him getting a lot of volume from Nick Foles last week, who as of right now, as of this recording, is going to be starting again in week five short week. So for $1,800 discount, I'd rather play Darnell Mooney. Even if you told me they're having a similar role right now, why not take the discount there? So Darnell Mooney's playing on the outside as well, not in the slot. It's not as great, but it opens himself up for more downfield targets. So Darnell Mooney is going to be a yes for me. There's defense. Like I said, both defenses are in play. I do prefer the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, but they're also $1,000 more expensive. Both kickers are going to be in play for me, but I'll probably set a rule like I normally do to get at most one kicker. So I don't get two kickers in there. So that's where I'm at. Cameron Bray, 3,800. He's probably going to be a no. So right now I know Cameron Brake likely gets a boost with OJ Howard out, but I don't know how big of a boost that is. Howard through three games also wasn't having a crazy good role. He ran 15 routes per game. Like that's nothing crazy, right? Three completed games. We're not counting week four where he got hurt. So 15 routes per game and he just had really good touchdown regression, right? He had eight catches, 96 yards and two touchdowns overall on 13 targets. So it was pretty crazy that he saw 13 targets on 45 routes. And I think that's because he's an athlete. He's good at getting open. I think Cameron Brake is not as good as OJ Howard. So I wouldn't expect similar numbers, even if he got all the way bumped up into the OJ Howard role right away. So I think you're kind of paying for Cameron Bray to see like a 15 to 20 routes to see like four to five targets right off the bat in this game, bring in a couple of those targets. And I don't think you need to do that at $3,800. I think right now he'll probably project out a little bit lower than the kickers for me, which just means that he's probably around 800 to $1,000 overpriced. So I'll stay away from it right now. I mean, on the season so far, he only has nine routes run. Even after OJ Howard got hurt last week, he only ran three routes. So not that much interest in there. Uh, Justin Watson is going to be a yes for me because he's just way too cheap. And now this is with the contingency that indeed Chris Godwin is going to miss the game. So keep that in mind. If Chris Godwin is out, Justin Watson is the primary slot receiver. I mean, two weeks now with Chris Godwin, 
Godwin out, he runs as the starting slot wide receiver. Last week overall with Chris Godwin being out, he ran 39 routes. He had four catches for 40 yards on six targets. That doesn't sound like a great week, but if you get eight fantasy points from somebody $2,600 on just a mediocre week, even though he's getting a ton of usage and running routes perspective and snaps wise, that looks really good to me. So yeah, Justin Watson is a complete misprice if indeed you get no Chris Godwin out there and you know you have no OJ Howard who's also been running out of the slot. So just even more opportunity for Justin Watson. Looks really good at 2,600. I assume a lot of people are going to identify this pretty easily. He played 56% of his snaps out of the slot week four, which is also good to see. After that, not much more is going to be interesting here. $2,200 Cordell Patterson is just way overpriced. Look, he's played 11 total snaps in week four. He had three carries for five yards. He's not a running back. I know people want him to be a running back. He's not a running back. He's a wide receiver who's not that good as a running back. And he saw one catch for no yards on two targets. He only ran six routes. So, I mean, if he's going to be out there for like 10 snaps, it's tough for him, right? Darnell Mooney, the rookie is taking a leap forward. They still have Javon Wims on this team. They still have Ted Ginn, who they signed on this team. So he's like borderline the wide receiver five or wide receiver six. And now they want to try and throw him in there. They just signed Artavius Pierce as a running back. So that's probably going to hit into his backfield carry. So I think if you're lucky, you see Cordell Patterson have like two touches in this game. That's not worth 2200 in my opinion. I will say that Keyshawn Vaughn is in play. Keyshawn Vaughn is a price tag that you want to pay for. You don't want to pay 2200 dollars for Patterson, but a thousand dollars for Keyshawn Vaughn is fine because look, last week he played 19 snaps. McCoy is hurt. He's week to week. He's doubtful this week. So he's probably going to be the backup if Fournette is out. I'll only have interest if Fournette is out. And that's where it's leaning right now. So if it's RB1 Ronald Jones and RB2 is Keyshawn Vaughn, we'll get some passing down work. Played 19 snaps in week four. His role was expanded once McCoy got hurt. He had only three carries for four yards on the ground. But the interesting thing was that you saw some passing game involvement, three targets, two catches and 22 yards on 11 routes run. If you tell me that there's a chance that he sees like, let's just say in a full game, three to five carries on the ground and then he runs 15 routes maybe sees three or four targets that's very good at a thousand dollars if you're picking up five or six fantasy points with the upside as always to see a touchdown on any one of those touches in the nfl so he's in play for me he's going to be the only guy in this range that's going to be in play for me though as we close out the show ted ginn's not in play only played seven snaps in week four he's basically the wide receiver five wide receiver six on this team that's not what i want to be targeting with a team with only a 19 and a half implied total and probably going to throw 30 times in this game with not a great quarterback he's not going to be on the field nearly enough and then as i scroll down to the rest of these players on here they're all knows right it's back up its third string tight end. It's Ryan Null, who's a running back at $200 who only played one snap last week. I think Artavius Pierce is interesting if he's active. And if there's reports that $200 Artavius Pierce running back undrafted free agent is going to see more touches, right? In the Tariq Cohen role, potentially. Well, then yes, I'll have some more interest. But as of right now, he was inactive last week. He didn't play any snaps. So we'll see if he's actually going to be active for this game. And if he's active, does that mean Ryan Null is not active? And now your actual number two running back on your team is Artavius Pierce? Because again, I don't think Cordell Patterson is a running back. Well, then that starts to become a little bit more interesting for the price point. And then nobody else is interesting. But the one thing I will call out Tanner Hudson, third string tight end, not interested right now. One thing I will call out is that Tyler Johnson is $200 in the bottom of this slate. He's a wide receiver for Tampa Bay. If indeed you get no Chris Goblin, which right now it leans towards that way. And if this Mike Evans sprained ankle is a really big deal in a short week, if there's no Mike Evans and no Chris Goblin on Thursday night football, Tyler Johnson is just naturally going to have to step up and play more snaps. So your wide receivers you're going to be looking at are Scotty Miller in that situation. You're going to be looking at Justin Watson in that situation. And then probably the wide receiver three on this team is going to just have to be the rookie in Tyler Johnson. He did indeed play 25 snaps in week four with Goblin out. He 11 of them were run blocking, 14 of them were pass blocking per pro football focus. So just keep a close eye on this because he's going to be a top three wide receiver in an offense that has Tom Brady as favorites in this game, throwing the ball probably 30 to 35 plus times at $200. So if there's no Godwin, if there's no Mike Evans, Tyler Johnson at $200 becomes a very good looking play. So I'll actually make him an interest on the bottom of this just to keep an eye. It's only if Evans is out as well. Thanks for tuning into this video. I appreciate it. Before you go, if you hit the like button and subscribe button on the YouTube channel, check out Superdraft promo code SAL, S-A-L gets you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 Ruskies. It's a multiplier format. I have projections for that and DraftKings rankings as well for both cash games, head-to-heads, that type of stuff. We're also big tournaments as well to try and give you an edge taking into account ownership in those rankings. You can check all that stuff out linked down below. I appreciate it in advance. Thank you so much. Subscribe and like 
before you go, the rest of my content schedule that's already come out and for the rest of the week is on my Twitter at salvage DFS. It's the pinned tweet on my profile. Thanks everybody. And I'll see you in the next one.